This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, May 31st. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downey. Here's today's headlines. Roberts rules out divisive base update. Trump move on China alarms soy growers. EPA sued over farm worker training. Regions will hang together in the Senate Farm Bill. Senate Agriculture Chairman Pat Roberts is keeping the details of his draft bill under wraps, but he's making clear that he won't include some of the most controversial changes being sought by some Midwestern senators. At a joint appearance with Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue yesterday in Kansas, Roberts flatly ruled out an update in base acres for the agriculture risk coverage and price loss coverage programs. Roberts said a base update would cost Kansas more than 300,000 acres of base and Texas about a million. Roberts said he isn't going to do anything that would help farmers in one section of the country to the detriment of another. He said, quote, we either hang together or hang separately. A bill proposed by Senators John Thune of South Dakota and Sherrod Brown of Ohio would make acreage ineligible for ARC and PLC if it wasn't planted to program crops at some point between 2009 and 2016. Keep in mind, advocates of the Thune-Brown reforms have been hoping Roberts would include many of the provisions as a negotiating strategy with the House Farm Bill, which they see as favoring Southern commodities. Roberts. Trump needs to be tied up. During the forum with Secretary Purdue yesterday, Roberts recounted what happened during a meeting where President Donald Trump indicated interest in reconsidering the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Roberts said Trump gave permission to Roberts and his fellow senators to tell the public about his willingness to study re-entering the TPP. White House Chief of Staff John Kelly later pulled Roberts aside to say, referring to Trump, do you have to lasso him that tight? Roberts said he responded that Trump, quote, needs to get tied up. TPP is a classic example of what we should be doing. Spreading the bacon. Purdue is in Dallas today headlining the biannual World Meat Congress. The event, which allows U.S. livestock industry leaders to market their products to global stakeholders, has returned to the United States for the first time in more than 20 years. National Pork Board President Terry O'Neill says the insights his industry will get from the event will help better target future international markets and ultimately increase U.S. pork consumption around the world. For the pork industry, which is now more dependent upon exports than any other livestock product and on track to overtake the European Union as the largest exporter of pork in the world this year, it's also critical that the U.S. pork industry diversify its global market opportunities. That's the word of Craig Morris, NPB's Vice President of International Marketing. He said no longer can we just be concerned with the commodity volume. You need not look further than our current challenge in China and with NAFTA, Morris says, to see why we don't want all our bacon in one basket. Soy group fearful after Trump's U-turn on China. President Donald Trump's decision to resurrect his threat to slap tariffs on China's punishment for intellectual property theft and forced technology transfer has rekindled fears that the country will retaliate against U.S. soybean exports. American Soybean Association President John Heisdorfer said yesterday, this is real money to a soybean farmer trying to determine when to sell their crop. Farm income is projected to be the lowest in more than five years, and farmers cannot afford to have the bottom fall out now. 
China had made clear its intent to hit back at the White House with a 25% tariff on U.S. soybeans and other goods. But then, it appeared the two countries had reached a detente after two intense trade summits, one in Beijing and one in Washington, and concerns in America's farm belt subsided. That tentative relief evaporated Tuesday after Trump ordered new restrictions on Chinese investment and renewed the threat of more tariffs on Chinese products. Upcoming trade talks in Beijing are seen as crucial to adverting a trade war. Heisdorfer said, We're very pleased to have USDA send some of their best negotiators in agriculture to the meeting with officials in China. Soybeans lead the way for agricultural trade with China, accounting for nearly $14 billion in exports to China annually. Climate spending increases, but two USDA programs are flat. Federal spending on climate research has grown sharply since 2010, despite skepticism among many congressional Republicans about the issue. According to a report from the Government Accountability Office, federal agencies spend $13.2 billion on climate-related programs in fiscal 17, a $4.4 billion increase from 2010. Most of the increase went toward clean energy technologies. USDA has two small programs devoted to climate change out of 18 government-wide, and they haven't grown since 2010. The Agroclimatology Program, which is part of the National Institute of Food and Agriculture, received $1.4 million in 2017. The Climate Change Program Office, part of the Office of Chief Economist, was funded at $3 million. EPA Challenge on Pesticide Training a pair of lawsuits filed against the EPA claim the agency put farm workers at risk by failing to provide needed training material for handling pesticides safely. The Farm Worker Protection Rule, issued in 2015, requires that EPA prepare and make available the training materials so workers are aware of the new requirements. EPA has acknowledged that the updated training materials have been ready for more than a year but it has yet to publish a Federal Register notice announcing their availability. Doing so would make the improved training mandatory for the industry. EPA has said it won't make the materials available until after it reconsiders the minimum age requirement in the worker protection rule. The lawsuits were filed in the Southern District of New York by the states of New York, Maryland, and California, and farm worker advocacy groups. Here's today's She Said It. He didn't say it was on hold indefinitely. That White House spokeswoman, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, responding to questions about Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin's recent assertion that the U.S.-China trade war was on hold. Sanders went on, and look, the president ultimately makes those decisions on trade, and when he does, we announce them. And that's exactly what's taken place in this process. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, May 31st. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.